Hey everybody, welcome to Keep Talking Podcasts, fitness, health, and mindset series. I'm your host, Sean Tummelson, fitness coach and nutrition nerd, and I love talking about this stuff, and I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoy talking about it. Enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? All right, in this episode, I'm going to talk about why I got so into fitness, my story, right? Because if you follow this podcast, if you follow me in general, you know that I am, it, it, like, like, it looks like I'm crazy about fitness. It looks like fitness is like my whole life, but that's actually totally not the case. I actually only really dedicate 30 to 50 minutes per day to working out. Um, you know, I figured out a good system for how to be as efficient as possible to build and maintain the body we want in as efficient of a way as possible. And that's what I like to share with people now. Um, but like most pursuits in this life, like most journeys, you know, when we develop a passion for something, it often comes from a certain either set of insecurities or, you know, pain, quote unquote, you know, so to speak. I'm not talking about physical pain here, but I'm talking about uh, just in the past, you know, when I was growing up, things that I wish I had that I, you know, I didn't have and et cetera, which I'll, you know, explain as I, I talk about this story here. But uh, yeah, heck, let's, I mean, let's just dive right into it. So why have I become the person that I am now at 34 years old, which is someone who is a personal trainer, fitness coach. I'm super into you know, my own personal fitness as well as helping others with it. Um, you know, I do both in-person and online training in my spare time. I still do have a, a regular job, by the way, which is not dedicated. Uh, you know, it's it's a totally different thing uh, aside from fitness. Uh, but I dedicate a lot of my spare time to my, you know, my own personal fitness and nowadays to helping other people with theirs, right? And, um, you know, I'm also into very, very into what I call biohacking, uh, which is essentially just trying to use a combination of uh, ancient practices and new technologies to optimize our body. Uh, and, and really, a lot of this biohacking stuff is not as fancy as it sounds. It's stuff that we can do for free. Um, and I'm not going to talk too much about that in this episode, but want to just share with you why I got so into fitness because it's it's funny like still the the biggest thing for me in spite of all this other stuff this biohacking you know the you know nutrition how to improve our gastrointestinal systems and you know make our bodies feel better like the biggest thing still for me is like all right how can I put on some muscle I want to be looking muscular and jacked and this is it's funny even at 34 years old like this is the pursuit of so many men in particular throughout our lives and it usually starts off with some form of insecurity or another and so I think for me the reason it all started is because when I was you know I grew up playing a couple of sports I was never a really great athlete um, you know but I grew up playing basketball see my dad was a very very good basketball player he almost made it professionally um, and you know I grew up playing basketball and then golf of all sports which some people be like that's not even a sport um, I did develop a lot of like my discipline and indiv you know, individual discipline through playing golf but um, you know it started off with basketball and the thing about it is is I was uh, I was always a very good, I was never very athletic growing up. Like if you look at me now, you'll see, you know, oh yeah, you're a big guy. I'm, I'm six feet, two inches tall. I'm 200 and, you know, between 215 and 220 pounds right now since I've been bulking up a little bit lately. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, a big guy, you know, I'm a big man um, compared to the average, <laughs> the average male. Um, but when I was growing up, especially growing up just in like an athletic family and being around other athletes all the time, I was kind of a late bloomer anyway, and I was very small growing up, especially compared to the people that I was around all the time. Now, when I was playing basketball and playing golf, 
I was always dedicated and would practice a lot. So, like, for example, playing basketball, I became a very good, you know, shooter and handler of the ball for a while when I was young, even though I was not very athletic. And this was always the thing that got me, is I was never, never very athletic. And especially, like, in high school, you know, all the other kids were growing up big and strong and athletic, and I was just kind of behind, right? And I don't think it was until later that I realized, like, just how much of an impact this had on my life, because I never, you know, I never really made it, essentially. I played on, I'm trying to think, um, when I was in high school, I remember I made the, the B team in ninth grade, not the A team. I remember I cried about that a little bit at the time. Then when I was a senior in high school, I got cut from the team. I had played on junior varsity the year before, but I didn't make the uh, you know the the high school varsity team my senior year. Um, and I think I mean there were multiple reasons for it. At that point, I was not like basketball wasn't my primary focus anyway. Um, and you know uh, there's there's a couple reasons for it. It wasn't just totally because of like lack of athleticism. Um, but the point is like throughout my high school years, I was never that strong and athletic. I always wished that I was more so, right? And then I think another thing is like I said, just growing up in an athletic family. So I have a brother who's he's five years younger than me in school, but he was always he was like the athlete of the family, if that makes sense. He was one of those guys who played you know. Uh, basketball, uh, baseball, football, and was very good, you know, on the varsity. He went on to play uh, college football to Division three college. Like, he was the athletic one. Literally, like, he was five years behind me, but he was, like, bigger, stronger, faster than me, like, you know, when I was, like, 17 years old and he was, like, 12. Maybe not quite that much, but you get the point. Like, he was the athlete of the family, and I always kind of felt like, you know, like, oh, why am I this, like, this weak guy, you know? Um, and I think that that's something that stuck with me just for years and years afterwards to the point where, I mean, I mean, there's other parts. Like, I'm not telling my entire life story. I'm telling my life story as it relates to fitness because then there's a lot of things, you know, that happened in my 20s that kind of, like, changed, the t- you know, who I am and, you know, for better or for worse, it is what it is. Um, but, you know, as I went through my 20s, I was always doing lots of things to try to, like, to, to prove that I could be more manly, so to speak. And I think that that's a pursuit that... It's, it, I mean, that's a good pursuit for most of us males to go on anyway, because I believe that we have kind of a crisis of masculinity in modern society anyway, for numerous reasons. And I think that each man, we should all individually be on a journey to try and, oh, I don't know, I'll just say it this way, to be to become a stronger man emotionally and physically and, you know, in every aspect. And it's a, it's a daily battle, right? It's a daily battle. And for many reasons, there are many things about society and us as individuals that make us want to be weak a lot of times. Um, But so throughout my 20s, I started doing a lot of things to try to quote unquote, you know, feel more like a man, right? Like one of the things, for example, is learning to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I had never done any martial arts and, um, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you learn real quick. Even if you think you're tough, you're not tough. (laughs) Like You get your ass kicked by people in there who are 50 pounds lighter than you all the time, right? And I did that for about a year and a half or two years. Um, And it was a good experience. It was a very humbling experience, obviously. You learn a very valuable skill, you know, self-defense, how to fight if needed. Um, and you know the biggest thing that you learn doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, in my opinion, is that actually you should not pick a fight with someone out in the real world unless you absolutely have to. Because even though ninety some percent of people don't know how to fight properly, 
<laughs> there always might be that one person who doesn't even look like he or she knows how to fight, and you can't really tell based on size. You can maybe tell based on their ears. You know, if they got like the cauliflower ear, look like they've been doing jujitsu or wrestling for years. Don't mess with those people. But the point is, don't pick a fight with someone. You don't know what that other person may know about how to fight, okay? Um, but anyway, so, you know, there, there was that. There was a few other things that I pursued throughout my 20s, um, you know, and at, at the same time, I was still kind of doing fitness in a certain way, but not like, you know, wasn't that, that into it. I mean, I started working out, lifting weights, you know, and things like that back when I was... I mean, like 16, 17, 18 years old in high school um, and was fairly dedicated to it. Uh, but I was never that serious. I was never that serious about like, um, well, I mean, I was serious about it, but I was never that dedicated to like building muscle to where I actually took the time to sit down and say, all right, how do I properly do this? Okay. Because like throughout my 20s, I was one of those people who was exercising actually like a lot like more than an hour a day on average and it would be a combination of like lifting weights and cardio you know running things like that and I mean I was at that time like my natural frame if you want to call it that is probably about like six foot two and 180 pounds you know and you know since then you could say I've put on probably like 30 pounds of muscle that wouldn't be there uh, you know, otherwise, if I was just someone who didn't do any exercise, I would probably be like six foot two, 180, you know, assuming that I wasn't fat. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of what I was, I, I would say throughout most of my twenties is in like that 180 to 190 pound range. Um, and you know, I was fine, you know, I could play sports and everything, but I'm not the type, like I would, I, I was always, see, there's, there's two categories of people usually when it comes to fitness and wanting to reshape our bodies. There are those of us who struggle uh, with building muscle, which was me. And there are those who struggle with losing fat. Okay. And you know, I, I never had an issue. I was never, you know, I, there was a period or two where I was a little bit, maybe a little chubby, but I was never like fat. But for me, it was always a struggle to build muscle. So like when I was in my 20s, I would have a six pack a lot of times, but I was just like scrawny, just, you know, didn't have that much muscle. And no one would ever like notice me and look and be like, oh, that dude's, you know, big and strong, right? Um, and so I always wanted to have more muscle. And it's funny because then um, like the way that I really got into this to, to where I'm at now, you know, becoming a, a personal trainer, fitness coach, and someone who finally really knows what they're doing <laughs> when it comes to uh, building muscle and, or, you know, and burning fat as well, shaping the body the way you want. Like the way that I've really finally got into it, it started off as this like almost like juvenile pursuit. How do I put this? Okay. So it was, it was, um, well, 2020, there's the pandemic, right? And I've been, you know, working out and like kind of have a decent understanding of fitness for, for, you know, 10, 12 years now, but still really not that much. Right. And so it's the pandemic. And because of life circumstances at that time, um, you know, I didn't have really access to a gym and there was lockdowns and all this crap. And so what I did is starting like shortly after the lockdowns happened is I said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. And I started putting this on Instagram. This is actually the first round of me posting workouts on Instagram. And then I took like, took a break from it and then came back again. Uh, long story, but, but anyway, so I started posting workouts on Instagram in, uh, like May of 2020, I think it was, right? And all I was doing, I was wanting to prove to people that I could build muscle and get stronger by only doing pull-ups and push-ups and then jumps, okay? And I actually, I, I've wanted, I, I'd never I'd, I'd never got there and 
I may try again. My goal was to be able to dunk a basketball. I didn't get there. That was the goal that I failed on, right? And I said, I have, I have three goals, okay? One of them was to dunk a basketball, which I failed on. The other was to be able to do 100 straight push-ups, which I achieved. And the other was to be able to do 40 straight pull-ups, which I achieved. Like, the pull-up goal, it's like, okay, you could watch the video and my pull-ups were maybe, like, maybe cheating a little bit. <laughs> but, like, the point is... I'm, I'm giving myself the check mark for it. I'm, I'm saying I got the 40 straight pull-ups. You know, like now I always maintain where I can do between like 20 and 30, you know, if I have to do a max set of pull-ups. Because that's the thing. Like in any area of fitness, we're always we're always best at what we're training for in that very moment, you know. Um, more So like, you know, for example, three years ago, I could do massive amounts of push-ups and pull-ups because that was what I was training for. Now I might be stronger, you know, I definitely am stronger on like a heavy barbell squat or bench press because I'm back in the gym. That's what I've been training more recently. I mean, I can still do 70 or 80 push-ups straight right now and between 20 and 30 pull-ups, but I'm not at the 100 or 40 number like I talked about then. But it's funny because like, when I started, it took me like three months to reach those goals. And literally, I would, I mean, I was totally overtraining too, by the way, like based on what I know now, but it, it, but it still kind of worked. So it took me like three months to go from being able to do like, like 60 straight push ups and maybe, you know, 20 straight pull ups, 20 to 25 to where, you know, I, I was able to do 100 straight and then 40 straight, respectively, push-ups and pull-ups. And, I mean, but I was totally overdoing it because, like, I was taxing my body. I would do, like, a one-hour workout every day where I would do push, pull, and then jump, okay? So, like, on Monday, it would be push, push-ups. push All I would do, literally, was just push-ups. I would do, like, five, six, seven hundred in, like, an hour, right? And then I would do pull-ups the next day. I would do like 200, 300. I think I had a few days where I did like over 300 pull-ups in an hour. And then like just jumps the next day, okay? But, and then over and over and over. But like without enough recovery, like my arms and upper body were fried, okay? Um, And to the point now where I would say, it's a tricky one because I did experience muscle growth and I did get better at those exercises during that period. And I wasn't even, you know, I was obviously eating a lot and getting quite a bit of protein, but I wasn't even tracking macronutrients. And I'll get back to this in a second, but like literally I was just going hard. Okay. <laughs> I was just <laughs> going hard. And like, there was very little like thought to it. Very little programming. It's just, I'm doing as many push-ups as I can in an hour, as many pull-ups as I can in an hour. And then you know, jumping basically in one way or another for an hour the next day over and over and over with more soreness than would be appropriate. I don't recommend that much soreness. I think soreness is, it can be a limiting factor if you're sore that frequently. But anyway, that's another, you know, another aspect of it. But the point is, is when I was doing this in 2020, there was just very little, like, like I was not ready to be a trainer, if that makes sense at that point. I was just, go hard, go hard. <laughs> and that's how it usually starts. And here's the thing about that. For all of you who are looking to get into fitness, and you're like, well, do I have to have, like, a perfect program or whatever? No. Like, yes, it's better to have a good program. Yes, it's better to work with a trainer. But if you can't, and you ha- say, you know what, I can do pull-ups, and I can, I, or I could do push-ups. I don't have access to a gym, but I can do push-ups then go do push-ups, okay? Go do push-ups. Do 100 push-ups every day to start. Then when that gets easy, go do 200 push-ups every day. Then do 300. Like, is this the best, most effective way to work out and build muscle? No, but are you going to build some? Yes, all right? 
So go do it. Don't worry too much about making a perfect plan to get started because then it evolves into learning more and creating a better plan. So then after that, you know, it's funny because 20 and 21 were just weird years in my life for multiple reasons, went through a lot of random stuff. Um, well, not really random. Went through some tough stuff, but anyway. And then, so then 2021 came around, and I'm like, okay, I need to get an official, you know, I need to get officially certified as a personal trainer. I need to learn what I'm doing because I do want to train people. And so then I did an online trainer course, um, and I got certified as a personal trainer. And, you know, obviously learned a lot, and it's something I had been studying a lot in my spare time. Um, and to actually, like, learn what I'm doing rather than just pull-ups, push-ups till the death. <laughs> um and at the same time, I will add one thing in here. This is, it's not as, you know, not as related to like the building muscle, you know, bodybuilding-ish aspect of it. Um, but the other element of my fitness journey has always been having gastrointestinal issues throughout my life, which kind of got really bad in like my late 20s, I would say. Um, and anybody who's suffered from gastrointestinal digestive issues knows that it sucks. It, it can ruin your life, you know. And, and the thing about it is, thing about it is like, even as far as like building muscle and burning fat goes, if a food is causing you gastrointestinal issues, I can almost guarantee that it's not going to, it's, it's not being utilized as well as it should to build muscle. If the body's having a reaction really bad, you're, you know, you're getting, you know, gas, constipation, diarrhea, bloating, whatever it may be, then it's probably not a very good food for you to use to try to build muscle. So consider that as well. Um, but that was always something that had, um, had plagued me a lot as well. And so that's kind of what got me into the real like nerdy nutrition side of things. And now over the past couple of years, I finally kind of solved this issue. You know, it's not like there's like a one-time solution and fix and it's fixed forever. Like, do I have it solved perfectly? No, but I'm doing a lot better than I was before. And that's when I got kind of like nerding out into the nutrition and all that stuff and even the biohacking aspects of it. Um, and that's kind of another story for another day, but I just wanted to throw that in as another element of like why I got so into fitness and nutrition was these digestive gastrointestinal issues that I always suffered from. But anyway, so back to kind of the more meathead aspect of fitness. So I got my personal training certification and at this point I really started diving into like, okay, how do we properly build muscle? Like how are, you know, in my case, build muscle, but how do we properly shape our body rather than just go do push-ups and go do pull-ups to the death? <laughs> um, and by the way, if you ever want to, if, if you ever want to like judge like your personal trainer, if you have a personal trainer or fitness coach or whatever, and you're trying to judge like how good he or she is, like if he or she is just telling you like, okay, now go do a bunch of burpees until you can't do them anymore. That's typically not a good, that's a lazy personal trainer. That's a personal trainer who can't think of any other exercise to tell you to do. I'm not saying that burpees are always bad. Like, yes, like it's, it's a great overall body exercise if done properly. Um, you know, and you can, you can build muscle with it and you improve your cardiovascular, you know, shape, but it's almost, it's like a cop out. It's like a lazy, it's like a lazy thing. Okay. Just go do burpees till you can't do anymore. This is like high school football coach strategy. This is not like proper certified personal trainer type training, you know, regimen. Okay. Um, so anybody who just any personal trainer who says, just go do that till you can't do anymore. They're, you know, Stop paying them, okay? <laughs> Give them a high five, but stop paying them to be your trainer. Um, because then, I, like I said, I started learning more about proper training and proper macronutrients. This really is the big key. Like, if you ask me, you know, what are the, the, what are the biggest, most important things for building the body you want, 
I mean, I, I actually usually put sleep first. Sleep is probably the most important thing. But then uh, even more important than the style of, well, okay, more important than the weightlifting itself is typically the nutrition. Okay. It's macronutrients. It's proteins, fats, and carbs, total calories. Um, you know, it's not a perfect science. Metabolism changes very frequently. There's a lot that goes into it, but the point is, is understanding how to eat is probably even more important than understanding how to exercise. Of course, we have to be exercising properly. We have to exercise properly to send a muscle building signal. Yes, it makes a difference, you know, which exercises you're doing, how much uh, you know of your max weight you're doing, how many reps and sets you're doing, how much time per workout, the workout split programming. Yes, this stuff makes a difference. You do need to be working out the right way, uh, but I would argue that nutrition is an even more important element to it because if you're not if, if you don't know, you know, how much protein you need or how many, you know, total calories you may need to either be gaining a little bit of muscle or trying to burn a little bit of fat, you know, gradually then you're, you could do all the exercise in the world and it's not going to have that much of a result. So that was the thing that I really dove into understanding and learning about and then experimenting on myself. And I can say that over the last two years in particular, I have learned a ton about how to properly program exercise for myself and for others for how to build muscle gradually or how to burn fat gradually. Now, you might say, well, what if I want to do both at the same time? Okay, so to do both at the same time, we call it a body recomp. I've talked about this in other episodes. I consider it almost not even worth the effort. Like for some people, especially who are like newbies to fitness and have a decent amount of, you know, fat to burn and and don't have that much muscle in their body. Yes, then it's maybe doable. But like for most of us, especially if you've already been training for a little bit, like the best thing to do, and even for beginners, the best thing to do can be just pick one. What do you want to focus on more? Do you want to build muscle more or do you want to burn fat more? Because typically you're not going to be able to achieve both at the same time. This is a long nuanced topic, but just pick one. Do you want to burn muscle or do you want to build muscle or do you want to burn fat? Okay. And that's kind of how I've done things for myself too, is going into bulking and cutting phases. Okay. A bulking phase where you're gaining muscle because you're eating in a calorie surplus. You're naturally gaining a little bit of fat as well. Okay. It's inevitable. It's almost impossible. I mean, you could do it to do a bulk where you don't gain any fat, but you have to be really dialed in. And then we go into a cut after that if we want to burn off a little fat gradually while maintaining muscle. And yes, there's some, you know, it's proper programming, it's proper eating, etc. But anyway, and over the past two years, I really finally got into this and I've put on about 15, maybe even 20 pounds of total body muscle and have maintained, you know, basically the same amount of fat, you know, and I've had a few bulking and cutting periods here and there. Um, that I've gone through. I'm in another bulking phase right now as I record this. But um, the point is, is like in these two years that I really finally just, just figured out how to do this and actually started doing it in a more efficient way, now I work out less total time, probably, and in even less intensity. I probably work out maybe like 70, 80% of the intensity that I used to. And only about maybe 40 minutes per day on average as opposed to like really intense and over an hour a day in the past and I have a I've achieved much better results in these past two years by the way in my 30s now than I did in my 20s okay so it's really just about understanding how to do it properly this is the point I want to hammer home to people it's about understanding how to do it properly now I will say I'm not in quite as good of endurance or cardiovascular shape well the cardiovascular part you could actually debate um, yeah, because we don't necessarily need to be doing, you know, five mile runs all the time or 30 minutes on an elliptical bike machine or something 
to get into cardiovascular shape. We could debate that, um, you know, because I move around a lot throughout the day, which is arguably just as good for your cardiovascular system. I'm okay. I'm not like in as good of basketball shape, for example. I still play basketball, uh, you know, once a week almost uh, recreationally. I'm not in as good of basketball shape just to be able to run up and down the court all day long. Part of that is just size. Like when you're bigger, it's harder to just keep running over and over. Um, but I'm still in pretty good shape, you know. Um, and the point is, like, the goal has been aesthetic. My goal has been to build more muscle, to look more muscular, to be more jacked, quote-unquote. And I've achieved it. And, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the story. Like I said, it started off with those insecurities, um, you know, from when I was growing up and just not being big enough and athletic enough. This is what got me so into it. There was the gastrointestinal issues as well. There was a, you know, kind of the juvenile pursuit of, okay, it's pandemic. I can do this. Just go hard every day. Push-ups, pull-ups, jumps. And then finally led into, okay, let's like start studying the actual science behind this. How does this actually work? How do we do this more efficiently? That way we, you know, don't end up being like the 80% of people who get it, try to get into fitness and are just like hamsters on a wheel, just running, running and going back to the same spot because they don't understand how to do it. Right. And that's kind of how I was in my twenties. I mean, I was in decent shape obviously, but like I wasn't getting a muscle building result that I wanted just because I didn't understand how to do it. And I mean, now I finally understand how to do it. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's the story. And that's just kind of how life has to be a lot of times is unfortunately most of us, we just, we're never going to like learn things the easy way, the quick way. A lot of times it just, we learn through, you know, we get inspired through our insecurities and our pains from the past. And then we, we take the long route. <laughs> even when even when someone might say, hey, here's the best, easiest way to do this. We like learn things the long, hard way, but it is what it is. Anyway, so um, that's, my, um, that's my story of my fitness journey. Hope you've enjoyed this. And if you want one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, definitely reach out. All right, love y'all. We'll talk again soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something valuable for daily workouts, fitness tips, nutrition advice, mindset advice. You can follow me on Instagram at Sean underscore Tumelson. That's S-E-A-N underscore T-U-M-I-L-S-O-N. For more information about Keep Talking, you can follow Keep Talking on Instagram. That is K-E-E-P 